Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Kids. Today I have Lisa. Lisa is the CEO and co-founder of the hemp-infused adaptogenic sparkling beverage called L8. She has over 10 years experience in the natural products industry and three years ago decided to start an entirely female-founded company with two partners. Their mission is to bring healthy, natural alternatives to the beverage space that offer key ingredients to assist with mental clarity and overall well-being. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me. How are you? Thank you, Katie. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Rocking and rolling over here in New York City. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm out here in Los Angeles, and it's a nice rainy day over here, too. I'm like, wow, when is this rain going to stop? This is perfect. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love the rain, so. Oh. Yeah, I love homing in and just, like, being all cozy with the rain. So congratulations on being a founder and your brand and your mission and intention. So let's talk about why you created LA. What's the mission? So we founded LA based on the fact that there was a, a need in the marketplace for something more alternative and natural. And a lot of the things that came out of LA were from, you know, my sports injury when I suffered a lower back injury at 24 years old. You know, I was prescribed some painkillers and all this stuff to kind of get the inflammation under control. I herniated a disc in my lower back playing soccer, like I said, and um, I wanted something more alternative. And CBD was a little bit new on the marketplace and hemp derived products were newer. And I thought, you know what, there's some great testimonials coming out about this raw material and I wanted to explore it further. So we did a bit of testing on it and it seems to really work with balancing the nervous system, balancing some of the hormone levels and also treating some inflammation. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I cannot prescribe anything, but these are testimonials that you'll find everywhere online. And as well, my two partners suffer. One suffers from insomnia. So she suffers from really sleepless nights and had to kind of medicate herself to go to sleep, which I know a lot of people do deal with. Um, and then the third business partner of mine, um, she deals with anxiety issues. So she has a little bit of stuff that she's worked through throughout her life. So she was dealing with a lot of anxiety. So that's kind of how we became this L8 brand. And we all three of us really enjoy sparkling beverages and juice beverages, you know, something low cal, low sugar. Um, so that's how we decided to formulate these products. And here we are today. Yeah. And you know, uh, thanks for sharing. And I'm not a big drinker. I'm just really not. I never have been. It's just not my thing. And, you know, I was invited to World of Women, their second ever event in Los Angeles. And it was at Vellum. It was a Saturday. I remember I was in Venice and, and I popped over to Hollywood to come to the event. And I'm really bullish on the community. And you know, I was driving and I, like I said, I'm not a big drinker. And so when I went to the area to get a drink, I was super impressed and so excited to find LA. And so then I ended up like drinking a bunch of them and meeting you. So I mean, that's how we're here right now. So that's really important because nowadays, when people are out in Los Angeles, it, there's this stigma and where people don't want to go out because they don't want to feel weird having non alcoholic drinks and people asking them questions. So it's a great alternative of what you've provided. People are wanting it. Like you said, there was like a, a gap in the market of 
what people needed and want. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people are really leaning into the sober consciousness of it all. You know, a lot of people are weaning off of the heavy booze, heavy alcohol, you know, and going more towards the mocktails. And But they want something that tastes good too. You know, sparkling water can only go so far. So, you know, they want something flavorful, but, you know, a lot of people are reaching for functional beverages. So in the functional beverage space, you know, you've got a, a ton of great beverages out there on the market, but having ours be that extra you know, hormone balancing, mood regulating, helping with those symptoms that a lot of people deal with, especially in these high stress cities that we both live in, you know, it really does help, um, I feel like take the edge off for some people. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned your partners, um, anxiety, insomniac. So, so can people have this as a like a dessert beverage uh, after they've digested their food before they go to bed, like right before they go to bed? Or uh, how is that having the L8 drink in the evening? Absolutely. We find a lot of our consumer base, that's how they use the product. They use it before bedtime. They use it even after like they're, they've been through a really hardcore workout because, you know, hemp derived products and CBD especially helps a lot with muscle recovery and inflammation. So having those as a recovery product as well, a lot of people have found success. Again, everybody's different. So your body might react to the hemp differently than my body. So we do have a 30 milligram hemp product. 30 milligrams could be really strong for some people where they really feel chill. Again, I'll reiterate, we have no THC at all in our products. So you won't get high off of the products at all. You'll just feel a really chill, balanced kind of wave. And then some people really don't feel it at all. Some people are like, you know what? I feel great. You know, this is, this is kind of gives me a little bit more energy. So again, it depends on body makeup and depends. It really kind of feeds into what the body needs. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm not a scientist, but I love neuroscience. And through my journey, I've learned we have hemp receptors in our body. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why it's an adaptogen. It can uh, adapt to where we are, maybe it connects with those hemp receptors. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the reason why we have 30 milligrams versus some of the other products that you see on the market is 30 milligrams, you always kind of, you know, lose a little bit of the integrity when you manufacture the product. We actually overdose our product to make sure that it stays within that great range that you will feel the effects of the CBD. We also do use a premium CBD product. Like our, our processing is on one of the highest levels, we have all the lab testing results done. Um, so you know the potency within our products is gonna be on the highest level. And then the CBD in, in function with the adaptogens, which are the uh, reishi mushrooms that we use. So we use reishi mushroom complexes as well within our products. And that's another really good hormone balancing aid, mood regulating. I think everybody's kind of really familiar at this point with what the magic of mushrooms these days. It's functional, it works. Um, so we have a really, I think, well-balanced product. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Where is your product made? So our manufacturer is here in Los Angeles. Um, we're warehoused here, headquartered here. We have distribution kind of our, our two central areas are Los Angeles and New York City. So we're in about 300 bodegas in New York City. And then in LA here, we have a really great partner. Erwan is a, a partner of ours here. It's a really great natural grocer here. If you don't know who they are, highly recommend to check them out. So they're 
one of our partners here. And then we have a lot of great independent retailers here in LA too. We are in about, I think we're in about 62 accounts now uh, in LA and that's just continuing to expand. Yeah. I love Air One. Um, are mm-hmm. you in all three locations? They actually have nine now. They just opened one oh. in Silver City. So they're now at nine locations total. And yes, we're in all locations. Yeah, I I almost forgot about one of my favorite ones um, in Calabasas. Oh, that's such a chic one. I love that one. But I really love the the Venice location. I remember when they opened it. Yeah. it's such a scene when you go there, but next time I'm there, I'm there I'll have to I'll look for it. Absolutely. Please do. So let's dive into being a female founder and the struggles. Mm-hmm. How is that for you and your teammates? Well, you know, in the, in the crowded space that is sort of the cannabis space uh, here and there, you know, we are considered like um, a cannabis derived product, right? But we, we found it fairly challenging at times, you know, it's a male dominated industry. And we've had to kind of pave our way through education, through knowing what we're talking about, you know, we have to be industry leaders and category leaders, because if we don't know what we're talking about, we kind of just like, okay, well, yeah, they don't really know what they're talking about. You know, luckily enough, I come from this, this industry. So my 10 years experience really leaned into this uh, now company that we're running. But you know, we've had a lot of people, you know, in the previous days, not really take us so seriously, you don't really know what you're doing, you're a startup, blah, 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 you know, um, you're, it's just kind of the typical things you deal with being a woman, unfortunately. But you know, we've really, um, I think the the industry has really opened up a lot. Um, We've had great conversations with some great people. We've got interest from investors, some buyers uh, are interested as well in buying our organization. Um, So there's been a lot of really great movement, but it, it does doesn't come without the you know blood, sweat, and tears of really um, paving your way as a small brand. Yeah, yeah, and you know when those things come up, you have your two other female founders to lean in, to have the conversation, to kind of vet it out, to be able to like pick and choose your battles. Like when you hear it and you see it and you feel it, are you equipped now to call it out in such a way? Do you kind of check in with your team and then circle back around with an email? And then how does a female founder go about going off their intuitive hit? You know, when they know something's not ethical or doesn't feel right or feeling that they're being diminished and judged, what's the balance of knowing how to pick and choose your battles? I think standing your ground. I mean, we definitely have a couple of our partners that are a bit pushy and we've had to push them back. But what we lean into more so is data-driven results, right? Like this is what happened. This is the solution. How do we get there together? We want to be partners with you and reiterating to them, you know, we're not in the business of pointing fingers. I, I hate pointing fingers. You did this, you did that. No, this is the problem. Let's figure out the solution, right? And I think with anybody that disarms them enough where they do want to find the solution to the problem, men or women or whoever in between, right? You know, we all want yeah. that solution. So I think a lot of what what we have done as an organization has been, hey, you know, let's identify where this is screwed up or this is the problem here. And let's, here's, here's the end goal for both of us. So let's get there together. I think that's really disarmed a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important. It's awesome that you have partners, you know, so you have a support group you know, internally to Mm -hmm. to chat with. But what are ways if someone, you know, a a female founder maybe is listening, 
and they're by themselves. What are ways some research tools, maybe audiobooks or books or mentors or mm-hmm. groups online that you found for um, female entrepreneurs for them to connect with? Yeah, absolutely. One of the authors that I really, really enjoy, her name is Brene Brown. Um, she's amazing. She's incredible. I mean, I've read so many of her books. I'm reading right now, I'm reading Rising Strong. Um, and so I'm just, I really, her teachings really resonate with me. And so I would recommend, you know, listening to her TED talks or reading some of her books. I, I really love her as an individual. Um, I also have, I'm part of some women groups here in LA too, that really are women focused. Um, there's a startup CBD, uh, or th- sorry, there's a startup CPG, uh, group that I am a part of, and they are, they have a women, uh, a women's group. And so what they do is they meet every, I think it's two weeks or so they come together and they share their stories. And it's a really good networking event. Finding smaller groups like that online is always helpful, but Podcasts are always great too. I found a couple of great podcasts throughout my time and just just kind of like having these types of conversations and making it approachable to ask the questions, I, I think, you know, is just so important. Yeah, yeah. And what's CPG stand for? Uh, consumer Packaged Goods. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's basically everything you pick up that's a packaged good, that's what these groups are for. So, yeah. And then where can people find them? On Facebook or Twitter? Yeah. yeah, they have a lot of what the groups do is they have Facebook groups or they do, you can find them through the, following their Instagram pages. I If you, if you just um, tagline startup, a lot of different searches come up. So I would start there and see what other groups are kind of in the Facebook channel, but also online, just Googling startup groups. You know, there's tons within your area. And I found a, a few here already in LA. I know there's probably tons in New York City as well. So that's where, yeah, I would probably start. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, advice and a great resource because with being a founder and an individual, it's the start, right? It's mm-hmm. not, it's that unknown. So it's it's the first couple of steps that really make the most of how the the next six months or six years are going to go. So making sure you have educational tools. What are some green flags and red flags of, you know, a young entrepreneur that they can look out for? Some of the green flags are, you know, I would suggest when you're starting out any ventures, knowing your audience, you really have to know your audience. And so doing the market research, doing the category data, I mean, that's where really to start. And then you can kind of build your brand around what your vision is as an organization. Those are all green flags. And people really, you know, and we're talking about external people now, but really people kind of rallying around you. Like I couldn't be here today without some of my friends. You know, my friends have really been a great support system and they've been advocates for the brand and they've cheerleaded me on. And it's been really, really nice. So those are some of like the things I would really start with as a new company, like really dive into the data points. Uh, target audience is, is key. Knowing your brand messaging, having your mission statement carved out as well is that that has to happen. Um, some of the red flags I would say is, you know, some people really like when you were looking for investment, for example, you know, some people just want to get in when you've already had your success and don't see the the broader vision or something like that, right? 
or they'll try and uh, we've had people before try and one up us on a deal or, you know, kind of cut us out of certain things. It's tough because you kind of get as a startup brand, you're going to get it from all angles. You don't know when the right flags are going to come, but they come. And it's when you kind of least expect it. I would just say like, stay on your toes, be ready for anything because as a startup brand, you will deal with things that you would never dream of dealing with. Mm-hmm. But that's part of that's part of you. You're doing what you love. You're doing your dream. Yeah, no, like specific, right? Like we've just had so many obstacles that that have come up, you know? Like what's one? So, okay, a perfect example is, I'll tell you this one story. So on the back of the cans, sorry, I've got to grab one here. On the back of these cans, we have a UPC. Yeah. And everything has a UPC. Well, one of our, U- our UPC actually got messed up and each of the four flavors had the same UPC code, which cannot happen because when they scan through the register, they need to capture the data correctly and you need to make sure that it reads off the register. Well, that happened. And so we went to print the labels. We went to manufacture everything. And then we found out the UPCs were all the same on all four flavors. Big mistake like huge error, right? On well, the UPC person's part, who are that company that did it. Right. So when we went to print, usually they would catch it. Like it's obviously, but you know, we're not going to point the fingers at them. We approved it. So we have some responsibility with this as well, our team. So, you know, what ended up happening was we printed the stickers for the UPCs out and I sat there and stickered over the UPCs and just stickered out all these different cans and products for hours and made it happen because that's what you kind of deal with as a startup brand. So you just got to be willing and able to do whatever it takes, you know, and you just don't know what that is. And so like what happened? You had a monthly report and it was just all one flavor? Well, <laughs> I don't even know how we found it. It was kind of something silly. I think I think one day we were just kind of looking at the packaging and assessing like the printing job that they did because there were some lines that weren't right. And, and then we kind of looked at the UPC and I, I don't remember even how we found it, honestly, at this point, but we found it and we were like, oh no, like this is massive. This is a huge screw up. And what are we going to do so it was just kind of pivoting and then figuring out next steps and again the solution yeah so it takes critical thinking right absolutely and like you said not pointing and blaming because it's a it's a it's leaning in and it's being a team and we're all human at the end of the day and we're all having our businesses even if it's a referral and someone says this is the place to go to you have to back up your backup. I'm a producer. I've been yes. producing for two decades. So, you know, me personally, every single podcast episode, I listen to every single millisecond because if there's one um or click or something, that's on me. And it's, you know, that's totally my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And also with content and footage to make sure that even if a, a DP or someone gives me the footage, it's my responsibility to take that extra step to double check it and back up my backup. And that's just through experience. And you know, it's just through experience. So by listening to this podcast, if it hasn't happened to you yet, you know, maybe you'll remember to remember and or share this with someone who could tune in and and learn from our 
mistakes, which is a part of learning and growing. But if we can do critical thinking and cross check things innately, it's the best for the result and success to mm-hmm. them backtracking. So absolutely. And don't be so hard on yourself. Like mistakes will happen. And you know, that's one of the things that I feel like a lot of people kind of just like, Oh, this is too much, I'm gonna give up. You know, there's so many instances within our business, we've been in business now for almost four years. And there's so many times that we all are like, Oh, my gosh, this is a lot. How are we going to get this done? We also had a quality control problem with our coconut vanilla for some wild reason, the product was actually seeping out of the can when it was closed, completely sealed. It was the weirdest thing. We sent it over for testing, everything passed, and they still to this day can't figure out why that particular batch did that. But it was some sort of imbalance within the lining of the can. So you're going to find, you know, that's one of the things that I'll say is just like, be gracious with yourself. It's a process and just continue on and... (laughs) You know, that's, I think, one of our biggest lessons is just kind of rolling with the punches. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then being a female founder and just being a human in general and the state of technology and what's out there, Mm -hmm. um, how do you remember and what are some things you do to make sure you're taking care of your mental wellness and your overall being? You know, that's been kind of a hot topic for me personally within the last little while. You know, I spent last year just working and grinding and my physical health took a really big beating up for it. So I would say, you know, it's important to have partners with you that you trust, that you can lean on, you know, and knowing what your limitations are, I think is really important because honest to God, just living through my experience, health is number one. You know, I've dealt with my own issues, like I said, um, and you're not, can't just keep pushing through it. You have to take a time out for yourself. Yeah, health is the number one wealth. It's super important. It's definitely important. Yeah, I mean, we can go and do everything we want to do, but we're not going to be our best selves and then be able to really enjoy it for our future and with the people we love and care if we're if we're not okay, if we're not doing well. That's so. right. That's right. Uh, I've always been very mindful. Uh, I'm a cross country runner. So I, you know, I've always been short term, medium term, long term goals. But I felt for the very first time in my life uh, last December burnout, like I heard Mm -hmm. about it. And I had all this energy, but like, I felt it the depletion. And I felt it. And so then I sat out over the holidays and restructured my whole life from internally to, you know, check to do a, a health check. And make sure you said, like, know your limitations, you know? So even though I can do it, doesn't mean I have to do it. Like, if it's not fun for me, if I don't want to do it, like, I'm not going to do it because long term, it's not going to be good for my heart and my soul. And I'm going to be like, worn out. So someone else can do it, you know? So knowing your limitations and you know, being able to speak up on that and know that to make sure you're taking care of, you know, ourselves first and foremost, because then it's just not worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not going to be able to um, work at your highest level and give your best if you're not okay mentally and physically, you know? So it's really, it's really, really important for sure. Yeah. So shifting into uh, the future of L8, what's happening in the future? And I know y'all are, well, let's start there, but I know y'all are uh, 
dabbling with uh, Web3. So we'd love to hear about that as well. Yeah. So um, to get into more nearsighted stuff, and then we can change gears into sort of our Web3 wearable stuff that we've done. So we have some innovation launching hopefully this summer, which is really, really cool. It's again, encompassing within our brand, but shifting more towards a dry powdered product, um, electrolyte focus, because hydration is really key when it comes to overall well-being. So we are launching something this summer. I won't get into too deep of what it is until it actually launches because it's pretty top secret for now, but it's very exciting. Um, so stay tuned for that. And yes, we do have our wearable collection that we launched last year. So we launched that during Art Basel, which I know I saw you there as well. Um, yeah. We, yeah, shout out to uh, author Nolcha shows. Yo, that event was so lit. And so when good. I... When I saw LA and then I looked up and I, you were just glowing with your blonde hair. I was just like, oh my gosh. And it was like, it was such an epic event. It was, it was so, so much fun. fun. And Arthur puts on the, the best events and he's just so wonderful to work with. So definitely shout out to Nolcha. Yeah. So we have right now with me here, Emmy, who is our director of marketing and she is our expert in Web3. Um, she's the one who really spearheaded our wearable collection as well. So she can kind of lean in and say something more about that program. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for joining us. How are you yeah. doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, and so I'll have to preface the the expert part on Web3. Um, definitely not there. But where I'll start with how that came about is personally was involved in um, some female uh, founded and led NFT projects. Um, and I noticed as um, helping them out with uh, in real life events and in-person events, I realized that there was really a, a missing void uh, from sponsorships in terms of the non-alcoholic beverages. And so uh, plugged in LA and as we were sponsoring these events, uh, we made some really great partnerships with Eyes of Fashion. Um, we did uh, sponsor a couple of events for World of Women. Um, so to um, some big projects there, really making those partnerships kind of opened up our eyes to the possibilities um, and what we could do in the space. And for now, um, we're really just scratching the surface with the digital wearables. And, and it really makes sense when you're sponsoring, you know, Web3 brands and NFT projects that you speak the language of your consumers and the customers that are going to be there. So that was really important for us, you know, uh, versus bringing, you know, physical swag, um, something that everyone is familiar with and, and gets to take away with some of the digital swag. So again, just scratching the surface and getting started there and just really looking forward to where our partnerships can take us. Yeah, yeah. We're all Web3 enthusiasts over here. There's no experts. We're all, we're all in the building phase. Very cool. Thanks for sharing. So which blockchain... Um, platform did you put them on? Yeah, they're on Polygon and um, you can wear them in Decentraland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So are you guys, uh, or ladies, are you ladies like partnering up when people are, when you're sponsoring certain events, there's like a giveaway or people are able to uh, collect and have a digital wearable from LA in their wallet when they attend the events or like what are some of the collaborations and curations you're doing so far? Yeah, um, so they'll have them in their wallet. So what we've been doing is getting everyone's uh, emails and uh, basically sending out the digital wearables after the event. The digital wearables actually do have um, utility uh, on our online store. Um, so it depends on the digital wearable and, it, and it's again, it's by a draw. There's three different kinds and those all correspond to different 
10% discounts that you can use on our online store. Um, so just a very simple concept to start um, that provides immediate utility. Um, and for now, those, uh, those discounts are indefinite. So it's not like you can only use it once. It basically, and we haven't given away too many of the wearables. Again, this is an exclusive kind of program that we're doing just for the events that we've attended. But I think that's a really cool uh, way to start. And then afterwards, if you're a holder of one of these digital wearables, um, that again can increase in the different um, access that you have to events that we're um, putting on and sponsoring. And so yeah, it's just the beginning. Yeah, cool. And then so you airdrop them to the people post event? Yes, post event um, just takes us a, about a 24 to 48 hours just to get them all uh, sent out there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great for branding and marketing and, and growing the ecosystem with people who align to who you are and what mm -hmm. you're doing. So that's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, very neat. Um, any other thoughts about uh, Web3 and the blockchain and uh, what you're excited for? Yeah, I, I'm really excited to, you know, make it through this uh, this market right now, right? Um, I think it's 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 been difficult. I know it's been difficult for a lot of projects and, and a lot of companies. And I think even the macroeconomic conditions right now for really any company, tech, you name it, um, is going through it. Um, so I'm really excited to um, come out on the tail end of this, really strengthen our relationships and partnerships, and then see how we can, again, uh, expand. This is just the beginning tip of the iceberg. Well, if y'all are interested in the metaverse, let me know. I've been working with Near Protocol for about a year now, and they built me my own podcast studio. I have a screening room. So maybe we could get LA your own studio, you know, where people can like be in the lounge and drinking hemp infused drinks and like uh, with the digital wearables. So maybe we could like cross pollinate in that way in the near future. Yeah, very cool. We'd love to chat more about that. Love it. Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah very cool. So um, honing it in here, you want to talk about the different flavors of the drinks? Sure. Yeah, we have four different flavor profiles. Uh, coconut vanilla, which is my personal favorite. I'm a really big coconut vanilla person. Um, and there's not really a lot of coconut vanilla on the marketplace. So I would highly recommend people to try that if you are a coconut vanilla person. My um, mom is a very much vanilla person growing oh. up nonstop. She loves coconut vanilla. So Oh, yeah. She's like, I've always liked chocolate, you know, so like personally, uh, the blueberry um, was my very favorite. And then the peach mm -hmm. ginger, I'm just diving right into it. But um, <laughs> like, I always thought like my mom was a softie for like liking vanilla, but it has this like sophistication and subtlety to it where as I grew into my femininity and just my palate changed over the years, um, I'm really bullish on vanilla. And actually, when the box came of the four flavors, the very first when I went to was coconut vanilla. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know what? People are so surprised with that flavor. Every single time we've sampled it out, they're like, wow, this is amazing. This is so good. And we're like, yeah, we wanted it to be as good as possible because we are all, all three of us founders are big vanilla people. When we were in formulation, we went back and forth with our formulation house several times on that flavor. And I think we really nailed this one. So um, it does have an earthier kick on the back end, but that's where the reishi mushrooms come in. You're, it's, it's a bit earthier, but again, we want to keep the integrity there. I was wondering about that because mm -hmm. um, at first, when it first coats your palate, mm -hmm. I tasted that. I was like, because then I'm just like, 
I wasn't always like a coconut vanilla girl. So I'm like, maybe that's just like the after, but now it makes sense with the the reishi mushrooms. Yeah. And I guess we'll just go into the next one. Yeah. So, uh, so as you mentioned, blueberry mint is another popular flavor. Um, ginger peach, we, uh, the ginger peach flavor, we really did a lot of the hints of the spiciness of the ginger on the back end, but you can, the, it leads with the, the peach flavor, but on the back end, it is quite spicy with the ginger, but a lot of people really like that for like mixing their mocktails or if you know you can mix it however you want if you want however you want to mix the product as soon as you, you buy it it's yours so whatever you want to do with it that's it but- yeah well real quick actually no that's actually my favorite the peach ginger because that's the one I had when I uh, was first at the vellum because I'm a spicy kind of girl I like that punch you yeah. know so yeah. the ginger I'm a big I love ginger it's really good for your white cell count ginger garlic for women for our white cells for anti-cancer so yeah I love I love the peach ginger I love that kick and it really has that true kick yes and and ginger is just all around such a good product like it's just an amazing um superfood like I, I really do classify it as a superfood in my eyes but but yeah that's awesome and then we do have the fourth flavor is the strawberry lemonade so strawberry lemonade we formulated based on like a little nostalgia you know everybody as a kid you really like like the lemonade stands and doing all that kind of stuff or whatever well strawberry just adding that little bit of strawberry just cuts the citrus of it a little bit um it makes it a bit more balanced of a flavor so the strawberry lemonade i know a lot of people really love that flavor as well so yeah and i don't know if you could see it says lana l-a-n-a right here Mm -hmm. um my niece she's my heart and soul and she loves lemons and she loves strawberry so i loved how the ladies like leaned in to the play of it and the curiosity of that spirit so it makes it really fun cool yeah that's awesome yeah, and then so kids can have it, right? Kids, kids can have the drink. I mean, I wouldn't. We recommend that anybody kind of over eighteen. Um, that's kind of how we have it on our packaging. Again, there's just not a lot of studies. Uh, you know, there's there's kids products out there that have the CBD added. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a physician. I'm not going to sit here and say yes, kids can have it. Yes, this and no, I, I I'm not going to say that. Um, really consult with your healthcare practitioner um, before consuming any type of, you know, new uh, product like ours. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And then uh, honing it in, any last words of wisdom, anything you would like to share with the person tuning in? You know, I think, you know, keep going and just any sort of small startup brand, there's so many hiccups, you're going to face so many kind of roadblocks that you like I said, you won't see coming, but it just takes perseverance, just try and try and try and you know, I would say keep keep going as much as you can. I don't know what else really to say other than that is, you know, I feel like there's so many great forums out there that you can join for support systems. Again, I gave a couple of resources a little while ago, but feel free to find us on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, you know, on we're on Instagram. Um, feel free to reach out to us if, if there's anybody out there that really has a burning question for us. We're an open book. We're, you know, we're a transparent company as much as we can be. And we're happy to help other female startups or any other startups in general, as is anyways. You know, we're all here to kind of 
make it together in a way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. great, great. And then um, if people aren't local in LA and New York, uh, they can buy the product online and have it shipped to wherever they are. That's correct. Yeah, you can go to our e-store. It's l8life.com or we are on Amazon. And everything will be in the show notes. So everyone, you can tune in and check that out. We're giving giveaways every single episode. So it doesn't matter if you hear this episode right now or four years from now. We have brand partnerships with a lot of NFT artists who are airdropping art to you. So maybe if you want to, um, click the link below where it says giveaway and write in the subject line L8 giveaway and make sure you share this episode with at least one person and write to me and let me know something that you learned or something that you want to know um, about this episode. And maybe we can do a brand collaboration and a partnership and maybe L8 can um, airdrop you a, a digital wearable or a, a case of the drinks or something like that if you're over 18. So uh, make sure you're liking, subscribing, tune in check out the show notes and enter the giveaway and we'll see you next time thank you thanks thank you so much for joining us we'll see you next time kiriaki over and out